Good morning, everyone. We're really glad that you're here. Uh, my name is Kurt. If we haven't met, welcome to Mosaic. And we've been on this journey together. Still be our vision, O ruler of all. Uh, and I hope that in some ways, as we've gathered on these Sundays, that, yeah, you've just felt your vision expand for all that Jesus is calling you into as a part of his kingdom. And I'd like to put a disclaimer in right away this morning. Um, this was really hard for me to kind of put together this message this morning. And so if you have a handout, we might be jumping all over the place. Sorry, you may not even fill in all of the blanks. It's okay. Just work through that, you know, for those of you who need to fill in every blank. I can't promise that we're going to do that. Um, slide person, I feel sorry for you. Try to follow along with me the best that you can. Cheryl, is that you? I see, I see your face there. Oh, Savita. All right. Savita's the brave one. Good. Okay. So that's great. Um, this is what I'd like to really just kind of open it up. And, and let's just say this. My hope this morning is that you would feel yourself opening up as a result of being here this morning. That you would just feel yourself opening up. Uh, the first line of our first song, Help Me Remember, Landon, wasn't it? I open up to you. I'm like, perfect for the morning. Uh, I believe the second song said something like, uh, open up my eyes in wonder, right? Uh, open up my eyes in wonder of God, what you can do in a certain situation, uh, a certain circumstance that I'm walking through. Uh, and so we're here this morning because um, Mosaic, we want you to know Mosaic is a safe space where you can open up. And some of us, opening up could be a little risky because to really open up might mean that we lose it. You know, like we might just start crying and never stop, right? You've ever been in that place before? Um, that can happen. Um, some of us, if we were to open up, like we might just like open up and pop and all kinds of experiences explicit, you know, colorful words will come out. Uh, that's okay. You're welcome here at Mosaic. Shout them out. It's okay. Just don't do it when the kids are around. Um, you know, we just, we want you to just, we want you to open up. But more importantly than we want you to open up uh, to the sense that this kingdom, this kingdom of God that Jesus talked about, uh, this kingdom is a very real kingdom and it's, it's present. It's in our midst. It's within us. And our hope is that you would open up to this kingdom that is in your midst, that's in our midst, uh, that, that is within each of us. Uh, and know that this kingdom welcomes you just as you are, and this kingdom is desiring to um, accomplish things in your life, uh, to bring you one step further on your journey, that you would open up to this kingdom. Um, I'm amazed, you know, living here now in... Nebraska for only two springs. This spring game thing, holy cow. Um, yeah, right, Shelby, you were, you were on it. I mean, like, talk about making space and opening up for, like, spring football. Um, I mean, it's like, it's a scrimmage, and 86,000 people show up to it. Uh, that's impressive. Um, and so I, I don't like to talk a whole lot about sports in, in my messages, because I realize, you know, like, not all of us are, like, super into sports. But obviously, most people in Nebraska are super into sports, um, at least Husker football anyways. I grew up in Ohio, you know, and so, I mean, we would, you know, the Ohio State spring game. I think yesterday, maybe they pulled out like 60,000 people. Um, but, you know, I mean, we had the Cincinnati Reds and probably the Cleveland Indians playing on the same day. So there was other stuff, you know. But here in Nebraska, man, I mean, pe people make space for Husker football, you know. And I guess the spring game is like, okay, it's back. 
Open yourself up to it. Make space for it. Uh, so that happens. Speaking of sports, um, I realize that some of you are probably pretty excited about Tiger Woods and the, Ma- and the Masters today. So if you need to look on your phone and see what's going on, I won't be offended. Feel free to keep up with that. Um, but guys, my, my hope is this, that we would open up to the present reality of God's kingdom among us, just like we would open ourselves up to a Husker game. Uh, I mean, everything stops, right? I was taking a walk yesterday afternoon, and even, I I wasn't fully aware of what was going on, but taking a walk around my neighborhood in the near south, I could hear things happening at the stadium. And so what's cool is you know that there's 86,000 people who make space for this and open themselves up to it. And even though I wasn't, as someone on the outside, I could hear this crowd of people who had opened themselves up to this, and I felt like maybe I was missing out on something, Right? And so maybe even for us, as we open ourselves up to what the kingdom of God is designing to accomplish in us, other people might take note and say, oh, wow, look at the life that they're experiencing as a result of like making space and opening up to the kingdom. Maybe, maybe I want to open up and be a part of that too. Because it's catchy, right? It catches on. Uh, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, the thing about Husker football is, and, and this is maybe where the, the, the analogy breaks down a little bit, it can kind of be an escape out of our current circumstances, right? I mean, isn't football kind of going to the game? It's like you just leave the rest of the world behind, and it's kind of an escape from all of that. Uh, that that's where the analogy breaks down, because the kingdom of God present in our midst isn't an opportunity for us to escape from our present circumstances and situations, but it's an opportunity to open up and make space for this kingdom and to be present within all of that. And, and the tendency is, Mosaic, that in, in the midst of whatever circumstances, situation you find yourself in right now, chances are there's, there's perhaps one of those situations around you happening um, right now in your life, and the tendency is to want to white-knuckle it, right, and control it and manipulate it, and see what you can do to bring about your desired result. But what if the kingdom of God present in that circumstance is actually asking you to open up and not try to control it, not try to manipulate it, uh, not try to bring about your desired result, but instead realize that perhaps the kingdom of God has something far greater for you in the midst of that. So today's Palm Sunday. We're not the kind of church that necessarily brings out the palms and starts waving them around. Any of you, when you were a kid, did you have a church experience like that? Right? I did. You know, the palms came out. I I think there's some value in that. Um, And so it's important because when you look back at that first Palm Sunday, there's a story going on there. Jesus is, is traveling into Jerusalem, and obviously the crowd, they, they're excited. I mean, this is, this is the long-awaited, anticipated Messiah. The one who is going to free us from our current circumstances, our current struggle. Uh, and of course, he's going to do it in a way that, that they were familiar with. Because actually, the story that they found themselves in there was a story that really began 160 years earlier. Because the Jewish people, some 160 years before Jesus, uh, they were a part of kind of this 
crumbling kind of Greek dynasty that was still in place. And so there was this um, a, a branch of this Greek dynasty known as the Seleucid Empire. And the Seleucids were there kind of controlling what was going on in the area of Jerusalem. But this kept the Jews from, from really fully kind of being in the driver's seat. It kept them from really, you know, being the people that they felt called to be. So they revolted against this. And so the leader of this revolt, his name was Judas Maccabees, and uh, he had a great nickname. His nickname was The Hammer. Um, I mean, wouldn't you love to have that nickname, right? The Hammer. So Judas leads this revolt in like, whew, the Seleucids are done. And so Judas and, and his, you know, band of brothers come you know, marching into the city, and the people are waving palm branches, and it's this beautiful, like, festive scene. We've been set free from these unfortunate circumstances, this road that we didn't want to walk. And so the people now, again, finding themselves in oppression under the Roman Empire 160 years later at the time of Jesus, what are they thinking? They're thinking the same thing, right? I mean, palm branches that were being waved even at that first celebration that happened there of of the revolt of the Maccabees, even the coins at that point in time, the coins had palm branches stamped on them. So there was this image of these palm branches that were in people's minds. So that's why when Jesus shows up on the scene, and of course Jesus is going to bring this kingdom to us, but the purpose is is he's going to bring his kingdom and he's going to like push all of these other kingdoms away, and he's going to do it in this way that we were familiar with. But Jesus doesn't do it that way. Um, because what Jesus has for them is something far greater, something far deeper. Jesus wants to do something in them and bring about a whole transformation. And so, Mosaic, more than anything, you're here this morning, and I know, I know, because I can target a couple of things in my life, and I'm like, I'm crying out, Hosanna, Jesus, like, save me from this situation. Save me from this circumstance. Liberate me from this. Rescue me from this. But God's kingdom, far often what it wants to do is actually, rather than rescue from that, it wants to, through those circumstances and through that situation, do something in you. Do something in you. And that's where it gets really hard because then we're being invited to kind of stay in that situation, to stay in that circumstance and not not try to manipulate it not try to control it, not try to white-knuckle it, but actually learn how to be a person of peace through it, uh, to grow as a person of trust, to grow as a person of love, uh, to grow as a person who's like, okay, I'm just going to let this thing be here for a little while, and I'm going to trust that God's kingdom is going to reveal something to me about what the kingdom longs to accomplish in me, and I'm going to learn to participate with that. And so that's what I mean by really opening ourselves up to this kingdom, making space for it. You guys with me? Right? Can we do this together? Can we do this together? Great. Excellent. Uh, Mosaic, we live in a a freedom culture, um, right? Home of the free, land of the brave. And so a freedom culture is great at believing that we should produce people who have no story except the story they chose when they had no story. Are you with me? A freedom culture is great at believing that we should produce people who have no story except the story they chose when they had no story. That's why, you know, even raising kids in our freedom culture, like we don't want to put any story on them. You're you're free to do whatever you want to do. 
go for it. And so you have no story. And so what story do you want to create? Run with it. Um, wow. Hey, no pressure with that. Right? No pressure with that. Uh, and, and when you live from a place where you feel like you have no story and you want to therefore create your own story, get almost 8 billion people on the planet living that narrative. And wow. You know, is it any wonder why we just kind of look around and think, man, look at all the brokenness and the mess that's around? Because when you get almost 8 billion people who are like, I'm going to create my own story here, um, that's when things get crazy. Or, you know, maybe they're like, well, I do have a story, but I don't like the story I have. And so I want kind of this situation, these circumstances gone. And so it's like, you know, I'm going to manipulate and control and do whatever I can do. And this is kind of the situation that we end up in. So this is the culture that we live in. And it's, it's important that we understand this because those waters, just living on those waters, it, it affects us. It impacts us. You literally, you'll, you'll wake up in the morning and you'll be like, okay, what do I want to see happen today? I am, I am able to write my own story today. And there's a certain level of truth to that, but you already have a story that you've been invited to. So we, we have to keep in check our desired story, right? Or maybe if you wake up and you're like, I don't like the way my story is playing out, so I'm going to kind of white-knuckle things and manipulate and control things because I need it to, to play out how I want it to play out. There's a Dutch priest by the name of Henry Nouwen, and he talked about kind of living in this kind of freedom culture where, okay, we have no story um, except for the story that we choose when we had no story, but we begin to believe these lies. And I, I think I have these on the handout. And I wonder maybe which of these lies might be at work under the surface of your own life. The first lie is this, I am what I have. That ultimately, I am what I have. And so that's why, in a lot of ways, our culture, our personal kingdom has become a kingdom of consumerism and affluence. And that becomes a, a very much a driving factor at work under our lives, that I am what I have. The second lie is this, that I am what I do. And so if, you know, to, to kind of make room and open space for God's kingdom... Um, it means that I don't necessarily get to call the shots of what I'd like to do, but instead I'm going to discern what the kingdom would like to do within me. So that's, it's a difficult to pl- place to live in that tension. Uh, the third lie is this, I am what other people say or think about me. And so these lies kind of, they operate under the surface Mosaic, the myth of the freedom story, that we just get to make up our own story when we had no story, the myth of the freedom story is, is the story we tell ourselves to hide the fact that we are not indeed our own creatures. We belong to God. You belong to God. Each and every one of you here. And you belong to a God who loves you. In Mosaic, you belong to a God who who is going to take care of you. And we belong to a God who, um, his kingdom is often bringing about things in us rather than just liberating and rescuing us from situations and circumstances around us. And I want you to get that this morning because I hope, again, that you can open up to the present reality of this kingdom, that you can slow down, that you can just breathe deep 
that in some way you're going to leave from here and like realize, man, I'm, I'm a part of this wonderful kingdom of communion, that I can commune with God, that he walks with me and I walk with him. But then also like I can walk with others around me because none of us have to now like control and manipulate and try to write our own stories, but instead we get to discover what's God doing in our world and how do we get to be a part of it? What's God doing in my neighbor's life? What's God doing in some of my family members' lives? What God's doing in my school, and how can I participate with that? All of those things. Mosaic, let's do this. Revelation 22, verses 1 through 5. I want us to catch a vision, because my hope would be that we can tether ourselves to the vision of the age to come, that this is where all of this is headed. Revelation 22, verses 1 through 5. So we're at the very end of Scripture. This um, diverse book um, that is filled with a lot of question marks, but yet at the same time is filled with just this beautiful story of where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city, On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are there for the healing of the nations. So we've got this city, we've got God there, we have the Lamb, Jesus, present there, us communing with God, God communing with us. Uh, This river flowing down the middle, this tree of life, healing of the nations, right? People not only communing with God and God with them, but also communing with each other. No manipulation and control going on at either grand levels or interpersonal levels, but just this openness to this kingdom that's present among. Verse 3, no longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. So, Mosaic, let's, let's tether ourselves to that vision of the age to come, right? That that is where our lives are headed, and if that's where our lives are headed, what would that look like right now? to tether ourselves to that vision. And so whatever circumstances you find yourself in, whatever road is before you, that you would live in that kind of way now, that God's presence, his kingdom is among us, is within us, right? In a sense that his name is written on my forehead. He knows me. He knows me intricately. I can trust him. And therefore, I don't have to control. I don't have to manipulate. I don't have to hurt other people, right? I don't have to look out for number one, I can continue to be a person of trust and of love because this God is with me. And so we're opening up. We're making space for what the kingdom wants to do in our midst. It's a beautiful thing. Second thing, let's tether ourselves, Mosaic, to Jesus' prayer. So not only tether ourselves to the vision of the age to come, but let's tether ourselves to Jesus' prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Jesus is teaching his followers how to pray. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
So again, I wonder what would it look like for you to invite those simple words into the circumstance before you? God, your kingdom come, your will be done. I want to open up to that. I want to make space for that. I want to create possibility. Beautiful opportunity before us. Mosaic, let's then also tether ourselves to Jesus, right? Because the struggle is real. The struggle is real. And so if you hang around Mosaic long enough, you're going to hear us talk about Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, these incredibly inviting words of Jesus. And we're going to talk about opening ourselves up, creating space for God's kingdom to work among us, not having to manipulate, control, force situations and circumstances, then it is going to be a difficult road. And this is why Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And so what would it look like to keep walking the road ahead of you? I'm going to tether myself to Jesus. I want to love like Jesus loves. I want to forgive like Jesus forgives. I want to trust I want to trust my Father in heaven just like Jesus trusted this same Father, right? I don't, I don't want to have to like, I don't want to have to step in and grab the bull by the horns and wrestle it and white knuckle it and bring about what I want to bring about. Last week I had quoted uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu and I came across another quote of his this week and I, I, th- I think it's essential because Guys, if we don't open up, if we don't make space for the kingdom among us, um, again, the tendency is to take matters into our own hands. And man, when that happens, like we just mess things up. We mess things up. And this, this has happened on a grand scale for the church throughout the centuries. Um, but it can also happen just in the way that we then hurt each other in just our own interpersonal relationships and the people that we walk with. And we actually keep from being people who experience this kind of the healing of the nations. Uh, so Archbishop Desmond Tutu, he, he had this quote here. Do we have it, Lindsay? Did we get it ready? Sorry, I got it to you late. Yeah, here it is. When the missionaries came to Africa, they had the Bible and we had the land. They said, let us pray. When we opened our eyes, we had the Bible and they had the land. So the reason I share that with us is because, again, sometimes in in the midst of our zeal um, to want to see things happen, people get hurt, people get manipulated, people get controlled. We miss the big picture of what God wants to do. We don't open up and make space to truly slow. Let's slow down here. Let's slow down here and learn how to actually talk with one another about what is God doing in our midst. You know, and so this kind of thing can happen at a grand scale on a continent, but how true can this also happen in just lives that we have with people all around us, right? Maybe someone that we love dearly, but we have this desire to see something happen and see something happen now. And so it's like, yeah, we believe that, God, you, you, you need to do this. But as a result, we end up hurting other people. We end up pushing our agenda, Rather than stopping, being patient, listening, saying, God, what do you want to do in me? Right? Before anything that I think you need to do out here, what do you want to do in me? What kind of person are you calling me to be? 
So that's my hope for us, Mosaic. Um, here's, here's just some, a few things that I, I would hope that if we're going to open up and make space for the kingdom, my hope would be this. That, that you would remember that you belong to God and you have a story. You do not have to wake up tomorrow morning and create your own story, right? You instead get to participate with the story of the kingdom that's unfolding before you. But you get to be patient with it. You get to stop and let's say, God, what do you want to do in this situation? What are you wanting to accomplish in me? What kind of person do I need to become, Right? Kurt's still in the, this kind of transformation process, right? I'm evolving into the person that, that, that the Spirit is asking me to become. And so the same is true for you. you. You have a story already. You are God's child. You are the beloved one of God, right? And that, that ultimately is where we are rooted, right there. That's the story. And so it's important that we understand that. Now, it's easy. There's, there's another story that's told that ultimately your story doesn't begin in a place of belovedness, but your story actually begins in a place of, like, sinfulness and, and all of this other stuff. Now, it's true that even though our stories started in, in kind of this beloved state, we've often chose to kind of create our own kingdom, right, to bring about our own results, and so we've, we've gone that road, but yet we're still rooted in the story of love, that God loves us right where we're at, that God invites us to co-create with him, to walk with him along this path. So you have a story, guys, and the story is this, that you are cared for, you are loved, and you are being held, right? And you're a part of this community right here in Mosaic. And so let this community, in a sense, hold you together with whatever your story is that's before you. My hope for us would be this, that you could slow down that you could slow down and that you could surrender and make space for God's kingdom to reveal to you what needs to happen in my life, right? Before I step out and try to make things happen, let me just slow down. Let me surrender and not force anything right now. But first, let me ask the question, God, what are you desiring to bring about on my inside? There's something that needs to be dealt with in here. What is it that you would know what it is? And then ultimately, guys, that then we would go out from there and that whatever situation, circumstance is before us, that we would seek common ground and the common good with people who are different than us, with people that we're rubbing shoulders with, with people that we're maybe even engaged in a little bit of tension and conflict with. What kind of common ground is present there? Uh, I'm sure, like me, you're probably just fascinated by even, it's just, it's, uh, the political season starts way too soon, doesn't it? Like, wait a minute, why are we already talking about this stuff when, like, November 2020 seems like such a long time away? But I'm fascinated by this stuff. And so maybe, you know, if you've read some of the headlines, like I've read some of the headlines this week, I'm, I'm fascinated with some of the words that are being exchanged between Mayor Pete and Vice President Pence. And there's this kind of, you know, duel going back and forth. And I'm like, man, I wish you guys would go on a three-day camping trip and, like, just, like, just talk and then, like, get to know each other. And then I would love it if you guys would come back and share with the rest of us what you learned about each other. How incredible would that be, right? Like, could you guys in some way, like, seek some type of common ground here and, like, there's probably, hopefully, maybe, a, you know, a little bit, a lot of beauty in each of you. And so maybe, you know, but maybe there's some things that can be brought about here. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing? A, kind of a healing of the nations, even right here in our own country. Um, my hope would be that we could leave from this place. And actually, as we seek that common ground, as we seek that common good, that we could build relationships. Think of a three doors down principle. Do you know the people? 
three doors down from you each way, whether it's your home, your apartment, your cubicle, your desk, at school, whatever it is, right? Um, Because this kingdom that we're making space for, that we're opening up to, it's a kingdom of communing with God and walking with God, but also learning to walk with each other. So that we could go from here and like, yeah, even in the midst of our spring celebrations, maybe how could I invite some of the people three doors down, three cubicles down, three desks down, you know, whatever it is, how can I invite them into this shared life? Um, Don't assume that you understand another person's motivation until you've walked in their shoes. Don't assume that that you know another person's motivation until you've walked in their shoes. In Mosaic, let's not take ourselves too seriously. Let's not take ourselves too seriously, right? We don't have to hold this all together. We get to slow down and open up to this beautiful kingdom that's in our midst. So I want to invite the worship team to come back up front. And as they do that, um, my, my hope is simply for us guys that as you leave from this place, that, uh, that you have been encouraged um, just by being here. And that even in the midst of this afternoon, you might, you might take some time. Uh, and that you might simply just, uh, maybe on your own, but maybe with a couple of other people, like, hey, wh- what is this kingdom, this kingdom that's among us and within us? What is it, what is it asking me to do? What, what is it going to look like for, for me to open up and create space? What's it going to look like for me to slow down and just receive and participate with what this kingdom wants to do? Mosaic, I'm telling you, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I've been trying to practice this in my own life over the last, I would say, probably like eight years that I've been deliberately kind of like, no, I don't have to create a story today. I'm called to actually open up and make space for a story that God is doing already, that he's bringing about this kingdom that he's going to bring. So how do I participate with this? Guys, if, if you begin to kind of open yourself up to this, things will change in your life. You will begin to experience growth and transformation in your life that you don't have to work for. Like, it just happens because you learn to slow down. You learn to just not manipulate and control and white knuckle. You just learn to like, I'm going to step back and I'm just going to trust and I'm going to keep loving and I'm just going to keep being faithful. And like, the kingdom just brings things about. And that's my hope for you, Mosaic, is that you would experience that this week. Like the kingdom will bring things about naturally and it won't be easy. It'll stretch you, it'll grow you, but like things will happen in your heart, in your life. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So I'm gonna pray. And as I pray, um, after I'm done, just make your way to these tables here and let this be just that, that first step of just opening yourself up, making space. Maybe just as you walk forward, you know, let the prayer that Jesus taught us be the prayer that goes through your head and heart. God, your, your kingdom come, your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. Would you pray with me? God, thank you so much for uh, just this beautiful morning. Uh, thank you for each person who had their hand in creating this space for us, uh, for leading us. God, for each person here who uh, is crying out in their hearts for rescue and liberation from circumstances and situations that are present in their life, God, would you meet them in that place? Uh, 
Would you, through your spirit, just enable them to, to slow down, to remain faithful and to trust and to open? And Jesus, we're mindful of the way that you, even that night before you were crucified, that night before you had um, the worst the world can offer come at you, you sat at a table with, with your friends and even, even one who would betray you. And you gave of yourself. And you, you said, this bread is my body, broken for you. Eat it. Let it sustain you. Let it hold you together. And you took that cup and you, you poured the wine. And you said, this cup represents the new covenant in my blood, which is for you, for the forgiveness of sins. Drink all of it. So Jesus, as we come to these tables, yeah, we simply pray in the way that you prayed. Um, God, your, your kingdom come. Your will be done, not ours. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Come forward when you're ready, Mosaic.